Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. I mean, I think it's the same approach that we've taken every single week. Um, you know, obviously, we try to we try to win every single game that we play in. This is no different. Um, we just know that, you know, it's it's win or go home. And um, you know, there might be a little bit more attention to detail, but again, this is the the standard that we set for ourselves, and Coach McDermott sets for ourselves at playoff caliber. Now that we're here, it's championship caliber. So. Um, there's always going to be that just little little up in effort or attention to detail because again like guys don't want to go home you know we're playing for each other we love each other and um, you know we got a job to do Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. We are live, 590 AM ESPN in Omaha, 1480 ESPN Lincoln, live on YouTube, live on Twitter. You can catch us anywhere. Our reach is vast. Even John in Alaska is listening to the show right now. And... Rightfully so, because we're talking to Mike Tanier. He is our NFL guy when it comes to, uh, let's, let's just say the playoffs today. And uh, he's senior analyst for Football Outsiders. Mike, good morning. Good morning. If that was John, Josh Allen I was listening to, that exactly he should have mastered the art of saying nothing. He has mastered the quarterback art of saying absolutely nothing. So let's let's starting point. Let's stay right there because this. Yeah. I'm telling you full disclosure. I'm going to get into Mahomes and him being his own benchmark at the quarterback spot. But let me start with with Allen to kind of set it up. We keep we hear about hey MVP candidate. He can do it all. He's this multi dimensional guy. They put a ton of pressure on him. And I know he's still young in his as his evolution at the quarterback spot. But how critical is it for you for him to get over the hump this year as close to a high-end favorite as the Buffalo Bills are? I don't know. If he crashes into Patrick Mahomes, that's just like Brady and Manning going at it. I, I don't really have a problem with that. If he makes the Super Bowl, that's a success. If he loses to you know the Eagles or 49ers or whoever in the Super Bowl – still a heck of a season for Josh Allen. I don't think Josh Allen has a lot to prove. Now, if he goes out there and lays an egg against the Dolphins, I'd be worried. If he has some three-interception game in a game they're supposed to win by two touchdowns, I'd worry. But Josh Allen has proved just about everything he has to prove. He's still growing. He's still overcoming some mistakes. But I'm not, I'm not looking at him to say, get past Mahomes or else I'm going to put you in some other tier. He's really arrived at that level. All right, so let me morph into to Patrick Mahomes because we got into this discussion, Andrew and I, yesterday about – the level of importance for this playoff stretch for Mahomes. And really, he's become a victim of his own success. It, playing in conference championships, yeah. playing in Super Bowls, he's his own standard, which I think is what you strive for in sports. But having said that, is this year critical when you look at the value, and he's going to probably be the MVP, when we, mm-hmm. at, when we look at mm-hmm. how he's valued versus 
the actual productivity of winning meaningful games? You know, that's one of those things that we talk about here, but they don't talk about in Chiefs headquarters or in <laughs> NFL circles. They, they don't say, well, you know, you lost another AFC championship game. That's what we do on our shows, you know, because we, we generate a little bit of a drama and a soap opera with that. But I'll say this about Mahomes. This year he's affordable in terms of his contract. Next year he's kind of affordable in terms of his contract. 2024 is when that, like, $60 million, I don't know what the number is, these crazy numbers kick in on that 10-year, half-billion-dollar contract he's down. So I think from the Chiefs' standpoint, what they need is results this year, results next year. And that means, you know, AFC Championship, that means Super Bowl. Ideally, that means Super Bowl victory. And if in two years Patrick Mahomes hasn't given them that, then there's going to be some hard questions because his price tag and his value go up. Mike, let's move away from the guys that we know. How about the guys we don't know? Seven quarterbacks are making their first career playoff start. I mean, what do you make of the backup plans teams are running with slash, you know, uh, Justin Herbert having his uh, first career playoff start? And uh, how competitive can those teams be when you have to face teams that have their superstar quarterbacks awaiting? Let's see. Skylar Thompson, Dolphins, they're done. Uh, <laughs> Brock Purdy, they can do anything with that key because Brock Purdy's, you know, propped up behind the wheel of the student driver car. And he pushes buttons, and George Kittle and Debo's coming back, and Christian McCaffrey's going to take care of business for him in the defense. Well, I think both Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert are phenomenal young quarterbacks. They're in the start of the journey. And I think in terms of the Ravens, they're in this weird situation with Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley, the backup, is hurt. I think they could win a game with Tyler Huntley. Let's put it that way. If they're going out there with Anthony Brown again, that's like going out wow. there with Skylar Thompson. The Ravens are going to be a one-and-done situation as well. And in terms of the Eagles, the sky's the limits with Jalen Hurts. He's one of those guys on the rise, like Herbert, like Trevor Lawrence. So you think the Ravens can beat the Bengals without Lamar Jackson? If Tyler Huntley is there, if they play their A game, if their defense steps up, yes. I believe it's possible. I, wouldn't, I would call the Bengals favorites. <laughs> but the issue right now is it sounds like Tyler Huntley is going to be limited if he plays, or it's going to be Anthony Brown. That changes the dynamic. There's a big difference between a veteran backup and a rookie third stringer, and the Ravens are crashing into that in the playoffs. What's the quote? So you're telling me there's, <laughs> there's a, a chance. chance. Mike, let me ask you something, because just listening to you, it's fascinating. This is why he's, he's one of the best in the business. I'm going to get back to the quarterbacks. And you're not going to settle a debate, but I'm curious to get your vantage point. We got into this discussion of the prowess of Herbert meeting the production in terms of meaningful wins. <laughs> versus, ver, I, I keep hearing he's like the, the, you know, the caliber of Herbert. It's like you think this guy is, has won a ton of playoff games, but he has yet to. Versus a guy like Kirk Cousins, who's been extremely consistent on a, on a, on a team that's won a lot of close games, yet he's off maligned. Let me ask yep. you, are you taking, in this playoffs, are you taking more trust in Herbert's performance or Kirk Cousins? In the first round, I'm taking more trust in Kirk Cousins. He's a beatable opponent. He doesn't have to do a lot. If he's just managing the structure of the game and the defense is going to shut down Daniel Jones and the Giants, I have more faith in Cousins, whereas the Chargers are full of inexperienced people going out there. The whole Herbert thing is weird. Very we much We can so. all see the upside and the talents and the traits. And there are some pacemakers on the Internet who then leapt over a couple of steps along the way, you know, jumped up five steps along the way and say, oh, he's Josh Allen. 
I want to see Herbert overcome some adversity. I'd like to see him win this playoff game or at least have like a 42-38 shootout with Lawrence. I need to see more things like that before I anoint him top five or top six or whatever. That ever that said, if you ask me who I want next year as my quarterback, I want Justin Herbert, not Kirk Cousins. That's not even a question <laughs> in terms of what they are capable of doing and the upside they possess. Hey, as we keep the conversation with quarterbacks here, I'm going to bounce back to the Ravens for a moment. Do you think Lamar Jackson has played his last game in Baltimore? A couple of weeks ago, I would have said no. Now it feels like there is a serious rift, serious poison, toxicity in terms of how both teams are doing this. I don't understand the communication level between Jackson and the team in terms of his injury. If he is protecting himself, making a business decision, I think it's too late for that. That's something you do for a game. That's not something you do in a playoff game, et cetera. Mm -hmm. That said, what I think will happen is that the team will franchise tag him and say, okay, Lamar, it's your move. We still possess the rights to you. We're not just going to make you a free agent. There is no galaxy in which that makes sense for us. We want to retain your rights, and then if you want to try to talk trade, we'll talk trade. Problem is Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent, doesn't have somebody representing him in a trade. Very weird, very unusual situation. So I would say let's go with 50-50. Mike, Ravens are going to part ways with Lamar Jackson wow. sometime in the offseason. Mm. Mike, uh, best job available, and would you give up a first-round pick for Sean Payton? I would not give up a first-round pick for either. Sean Payton. I don't know what his real enthusiasm is for doing a rebuild. And what his real enthusiasm is for coming back and just being part of the grind and doing this thing and being the emperor of an organization. That legitimately worries me. And I don't want to get into a bidding war with, say, the Rams once McVay leaves. I don't want to get into a bidding war with the Broncos and all these teams have Walmart money behind them, et cetera. Mike. The job I would like is the Carolina Panthers. Interesting. They have a great offensive line. They've got good defensive pieces. They've got DJ Moore, young owner who seems like a reasonable owner who's not going to be really hands-on and goofy. You go in there, you draft Good cap number. you Good. get your one rebuilding year, and then you're competing in 2024. If I'm a coaching candidate. I'm talking to Tepper. I'm talking to the Panthers, and I want to see what they're going to put on the table for me. Mm. Mike, 48 seconds here. I just need one team name said. Who wins the Super Bowl? Mm. Kansas City Chiefs. All right, there I, it is. I think they're the best team. I, I, Mike, I feel, no, I feel bad. I need a shower. I said the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, and they have Mahomes, and I still took the Bills. I didn't feel good about it. <laughs> Mike, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. That was a lot of fun. Always a pleasure. Take care. Enjoy the playoff games. Thanks, hey, Mike. That's Mike Tanier on Twitter, T-A-N-I-E-R. And we have more NFL talk coming up with Brian Edwards because he likes some plays for Super Wild Card Weekend. We will get into that and give you some of the best plays next on Coffee and Cream here on Hale Varsity Radio.